a new sport to the Olympics, it's it's a huge deal. Like, I mean, absolutely, not for nothing. All the hoops and things you got to jump through to try to get the sport up. All True. The, all, all the, the commissions you have to go through. Commissions. How how are you going to score the sport? How mm-hmm. I mean, we had that discussion not too long ago about how. The, uh, the street league, yeah, with street league and the X game committee, kind of yeah. like it's kind of like a compilation of those two methodologies put together into right. what the format of the Olympics is. Exactly, I and, love it. And to do that, and not for nothing, ain't none of these Olympic people getting paid. Nobody's getting paid for this. Like, no, it's, it's all for the love and for the. I mean, you want to go, you want to show up for your country. I, I respect that wholeheartedly. But yeah, I mean, to put in all that training, all that effort, yeah, you get a dope trip. You get to go to Japan, and I mean, you get catered to for like a week. I would love to there. just go to Japan. Like, just what? take me just for the Japan, <laughs> man. Not for nothing. If they was, bro, imagine when like everything was live and everybody was like open and legit. How how dope it would be going to Japan and being like a superstar for like a week. That'd be so heat. It'd be like being Godzilla. so heat. Oh my! <laughs> truly, truly, it would. It would be like oh Godzilla because these are truly the top of the top spectacle level uh, athletes, athletes that there in, are in the in world. world. Just period at every sport. So it's like speaking of every sport, we getting smacked in the Olympics this year. We getting smacked. I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up because it's quite embarrassing. But we should acknowledge it because you know I po- made that post about Kobe. You know, mm-hmm. it, Not- it, it was just like I feel like it was a level of pride in comparison to today's players. They be crying a lot. So so let me let me ask you this: Is, mm-hmm. is this a twofold, two prong effect? We're is also it, hurt. Is it is it one the fact that we're in a pandemic and the ability to uh, practice and the ability to compete has been hindered for at least a year. I mean, not for nothing. These guys have had facilities nope. to go and do their thing. And yes, absolutely. 100%. But you also have to take into account that part of competition, which gets me to my second point is the crowd having yeah. fans, having a fan base, having somebody to compete to getting, but then look at up, how getting people were up. showing out in the bubble though. I mean, we talked about that too, how people showed out in, they the, showed bubble. Out in the bubble. I mean, not for nothing. Teams, this is what I think teams showed is. up that shouldn't have showed up in the bubble and teams that, should have showed up, didn't, didn't in the bubble. So I mean True. that 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 could go both ways. True. Maybe some of the people that didn't make it. To some the... people need a crowd. It's like it's almost like wrestling, right? In some cases, like if you're not in tune or you're not if you're not seasoned in the sport, you don't know what response to do or how to react in the ring if you don't have anything from the crowd. Any I mean, feedback? You got to bounce off of that. Yeah, you have to be able to bounce off of that. And, but what also is a ginormous factor in this is the fact that we're hurt as fuck. Facts. We're not at our at our max Super. capacity. LeBron's not playing. AD's not playing. Super Kyrie's not problem. playing. Super James problem. Harden is not playing. I mean, there. I feel There's like there was lot, there was a lot of people. There's that, a lot of people that should be playing, and we're could have played and didn't. And also, this is what I truly don't like. We out there trying to play small ball in small ball land. I mean, so in particular to the basketball rules, you have to take into account that our heyday mm-hmm. in Olympic basketball mm-hmm. was during a time when our athletes were playing Olympic style basketball in the NBA. Yeah, the, the league is so soft now; it's different as hell. That they don't know how to play with the European. They rely rules. on the the whistle. They rely lot. on the whistle, the foul, the and not only that. It, even if you take it back to the last time we were in the Olympics, mm-hmm. the staggering difference in this team and that team is height. Oh, big height. Big height differential. Like, I don't understand why we went there so undersized when this is what they do overseas. They play out of position, undersized ball. That's how they play. I mean, there's one more factor you have to take into account, too. 
These boys is hooping for their country oh, yeah. right now. So just across the board, hands down, basketball players have just increased skill wise. Elevation it's, across the board is ridiculous for, for the Euro League players. For truth, for all all the different countries have. They, I mean, they got star power. I now. always argue that's why Lamelo came into the league so prepared because he was because he played overseas Euro against ball. grown men. And like, I mean, they bully you. I yeah, mean, it's more physical game and it's fast it, paced. Fast paced. Mm-hmm. I mean. Not, I mean, perfect example is the fact that the United States team didn't even make so the three on three tournament that we they were talking even, about. Didn't, they the got, the they men's ball team it. didn't even make the cut. They should have sent some of them people from the big three league over there Man, to eat. They listen, should have sent uh, Iso Joe over there and his team. I think they would have been. They would have done way but, better. I mean, that's that's the thing though. Is they play that, that format. They play that format, but the qualifiers are different though. Like I mean, yeah. those dudes coming in to try to qualify for some of these things. I mean. I, did they know it was happening? This was also sure. that's another new sport. That I didn't. Just I had no idea that there was a three on three tournament until you told us. Exactly. And I was like, I got watch. It, it was new. Yeah, it, it was new. And not for nothing. Shout out to the U- United States women hooping. They always hooping. Man, they don't get enough respect. Their 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 ball club always hoops. That, they always represents our country with excellence. That three x three as they call it, three on three from yeah. I feel like they didn't know what to call it. The announcers had me cracking like, up. Oh, that's, that's the 3x3 basketball is, is three on three. It's three on three. How many more layers do we need like, to I mean, call it what it is? Like li- literally had me, killed me, took me out. But Dude. no, them girls was hooping. Man. They, I, I, I don't know how they finished or if they finished yet, but I mean, not. In I'm definitely going to be updating it, uh, watching the updates on Peacock. Big I facts. love Peacock. Listen. Listen. It's great. Because I wasn't going to have it before, but the fact that. You have it as a replacement for WWE Network. Anybody that was enrolled in the WWE Network, you automatically got enrolled in the Peacock. Oh, that's dope. So you get the deluxe everything just because you were in previously enrolled in WWE. That's dope. Same price. I don't have to pay no more also, extra. Funny fact. I didn't even know they disbanded the WWE Network. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, that that's they sold it like... At the beginning of this year, I want to say maybe the end of last year, actually. I feel like that was a smart move for them. Not only in the fact that they made money on that move. They made like a million dollars off the network. They definitely have to be making additional money just based on the fact that they're with NBC. Or ABC. Is it ABC or NBC? No, they're with USA. Peacock, though. Oh, Peacock is NBC. Yes, it's NBC. So it'll be NBC. Yep. So that being said... I mean that's that's a broader horizon. That's that's a, that's a bigger fan base. That's a, that's a bigger reach. That's yep. the ability to. And not only did they bring over the live like wrestling events, Raw and SmackDown, things like that. They brought over all the content like oh, that WWE so like, Network had, oh. like the sideshows and the behind oh, the stage. Oh. They had all the, like the backstories. Even Stone Cold's podcast, the Broken Skull podcast, mm-hmm. is on Peacock now. That's, that's ill. I was like, that's Ill. This and it is gives very smart. It gives people additional access to it too right because mm-hmm. everybody wasn't going to go necessarily by wwe network the diehard that's true 100 percent. they're going to go and they're going to spend that money but that's now that you have the ability the, the folks that have peacock already oh all this I additional can added content, I, I can watch this now mm-hmm. hmm, let me check out this show hmm, let me see what the divas are doing hmm. and a lot of it caters to even i'm so glad you brought up the divas it caters to a lot of people that aren't even following current wrestling landscape or even fans of wrestling anymore me i'm people yeah, it's it's perfect because like they have so much stuff on there. It's like collections of past wrestlers or like wrestlers' greatest matches or like things like that. And one thing that I've been liking that I've been watching lately is like where they're searching for old wrestlers' props and things like that. Right? Because they're trying to. I oh, th- I did see that. They're uh, trying to I, put together like a hall of fame. Yep, I was watching that and like they did like the episode with Booker T and he so was trying good. to get dude to try to sell his joint and do his, was his like, robe when he was King Booker. Dude, King yep. Booker. And, the, <laughs> I thought when I saw that I was like, "This is such a good idea 
For a show. That's the Such type of content. It, it, the premise is great, first so off. Good. I mean, it's amazing to look back. I mean, it's nostalgia all in one. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not just nostalgia for us. It's nostalgia for the superstar, too. Like, True. they're looking at that being like, oh, man, I remember Literally when I won this. Literally sending these wrestlers to go get their stuff. What's crazy to me is that they didn't retain that stuff after they won these titles and these things along that line. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything to them in the moment. But when you look back True. in retrospect, obviously, it's going to make a big deal. To this them. is like, things that I thought I didn't think about until I watched that. And it's like, yo, I was like. They really don't have any of that shit because if you think about it from just a wrestling marketing standpoint, everything they make from the the, the top end is merchandise. Right. So they were always selling their stuff, selling their sense. gear, giving their gear to charity and things like that. That's the main thing Mick Foley was a saying. A lot of the time, your name doesn't even belong to you. Yeah. It's just, that's so true. So true. I, I saw a, on a podcast uh, on on Talk is Jericho, actually, mm-hmm. they had a young up and coming wrestler that was just saying that he was bringing mention to the fact that. You should be careful what name you choose depending on what company you go to because her, her father, who was in the business, isn't allowed to use his his actual real name, that his birth-given name, because of him being called as such while he was a WWE wrestler. That don't even make sense. Yeah. I feel like that, not for nothing, if it's on my birth certificate, you yeah. should have zero right above that. They probably whatsoever. had contracts of some sort back then, you know. You knows what kind of shady do, shit they were I doing do, in the seventies I mean, and eighties. I mean, you got to take that to the court of like law, law. Like, True, I agree. It was like those are rippling effects that <laughs> just so happen to have in that wild, wild west era of fucking wrestling where you just do whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> McMahon's ain't shit. <laughs> Such is true. This is a fact. I always say the WWE is not going to see great success again until he's not at the helm anymore and Triple H is running the business. He shall not be named. As For as much as I dislike Triple H as a wrestler because he's poop at me. See him at good. But, uh, he had his heyday. He's great as a business person. He had his heyday. I mean, he had his heyday. A lot of wrestlers have had their heyday, but this is what I always argue. Tell me a match that you remember that Triple H had off the top of your head, and you remember it because of his performance, not because of who he was fighting. Um, I remember him coming out and massacring Randy Orton with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Does that kind of match? Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yo, I'm so mad we're not streaming this because I wish y'all could have saw the seriousness on his face when he brought up the sledgehammer. <laughs> You would have really understood, like, the level of seriousness. <laughs> I give you that. I, I just got to give you that one. I was just like, I got to concede to that but one. Not for nothing, that's all I got. Because <laughs> I sat there and I thought about it, and people were naming all these amazing matches, and I was like, you talking about the one he was in with Mick Foley? Are you talking about the one he was in with The Undertaker? Are you talking about the three he was in with Shawn Michaels? I mean, not for nothing. Devil, devil's Advocate, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you as far yeah. as him being a mediocre performer overall, but... You have to take into account, yes, he may have been in the ring with some of the greatest names of all Huge. time. But also, there are two sides to a coin. There are a bunch of matches that some of those great names have been in that were doo-doo caca because yeah. the, See, uh, the other person in the match don't was wanna, also trash. So you can't take away from that. I don't I mean, want I don't want to take away you're right. I don't want to take to away job, from his ability. His ability to job. Not only that, he's a solid worker. Oh yeah. I don't want I don't want people listening to think that I don't think Triple H is a solid worker because he's fucking solid. But that's about it. Like I'm, <laughs> and he's and he's partially responsible for the attitude era. I mean, he he's, he's oh he's hugely responsible I, I, for it. I, I say partially responsible as one half of DX. That's, yeah, for that's sure. What I mean by that, yeah, DX was probably the most important thing to the attitude era. Ex- exactly. So, which is 
as, I, I, as I would overall, definitely agree with you. But I understand that, what that you goes mean back to what I was saying, like him as, as a business his, person. Right. His mind for the business is second to none. It, just go look at how he manages NXT. He <sighs> manages that show with so much care and excellence. It's almost like a mini attitude era in a show. So do you think that he he uh, married into his ability to be great? Because not for mm. nothing. Um, he came well, in as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and well, that character was hot garbage. Super trash. Super, Absolute trash. Super hot garbage. Absolute trash. I will not parry you there in any way. And then, but I think, honestly, he started to get a little bit of success prior to, because he was already with DX, and he was actually, if you remember, he was dealing with China. They were in a relationship. During DX. Was that an actual thing? Yes. Oh. That was a real thing. I and think that was an actual thing. It came to the point where he had an affair with China, like with Stephanie McMahon. Okay. That's how it all happened. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's how it actually happened. So it was like, and, and Vince McMahon being the scoundrel he is, he brought it into fucking, yeah. he brought it into the canon of the storylines of what was going on in WWE. McMahon's ain't shit, bro. Yo, <laughs> scoundrel. But it was like, scoundrel. it made for some of the best TV I could recall as a fucking wrestling fan. I mean, not for nothing. I was here for it. That that was probably my heyday. Yeah, that, that truly. Was, that was my swan song. As Anybody as that watched wrestling, they watched it that, uh, during that time. Oh, yeah. Like, like, unless you're older and you watched the fucking golden era when you were seeing the greatest, essentially, wrestlers that ever lived. I mean, I started on that. Late 80s, early 90s, so before the Attitude Era. That was that was it. I mean, I was... I started a, watching wrestling way too early. I was like four, mm-hmm. five years old when I first started like watching wrestling consistently. I mean, it was one of those points where like, it was a sport to us. Like, my yeah. household, it was... When you watch wrestling, it was like... You, Took you, that shit serious, it man. Was, it was like watching a Bulls game. Truth. It was literally on the same part. Truth. And it was so weird because my WrestleMania dad WrestleMania was it. a holiday. True. And Royal my Rumble grandma was a, was a huge fucking wrestling fan, That's, dude. That's my dope. grandma loved. She loved Macho you know Man what? Randy Savage. That was my that was my great grandma Freeney, My my aunts. My yo. My all, aunt Mary. All who, my family loved wrestling. My uncle Mike. Mm-hmm. He was the reason why I had a lot of the craziest wrestling figures that I ever had in my mm-hmm. life. Like he would always every holiday he would cop those for me. Oh, I know you was looking at this Undertaker figure here. Just the one that only posed. Like here you go. I'm like this nigga know what I wanted. He knew. He knew me. Like I had all the all the good family. That, oh, rest in peace, y'all. Y'all smiling down on us. We know it. Mm-hmm. But man, wrestling, I, what did it, I feel like there's an eye correlation between black youth and wrestling. I don't think it's an odd correlation. I feel like for the most part, it was one it's of also, those things that I, I, you can't even call it black youth. The problem is, is that there was so much separation between us and yeah. the other side when we were kids that we thought we owned that. But. Also, if you look at who was actually at those matches, who was, Facts. it was a and sea the friends, of... <laughs> yeah, the friends that I started, like, seeing in school, they were starting to let out the fact that they liked wrestling. It was like, oh, shit. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. is that a Stone Cold t-shirt you got on? That was one of those <laughs> things, though, is, like, that was something you did in the comfort of your own home. That was a family thing. That wasn't True. necessarily something, I mean, unless it was, like, a special event and you knew your cousin was going to be ordering the pay-per-view. True. That was really, like, you did that. That was a Monday night thing. That was a... For us, it was a Saturday, Saturday evening morning. thing, like Saturday. Uh, Saturday like afternoon, I should say, because like m- my dad would sit us down, we eat breakfast, mm-hmm. we watch fucking Saturday morning cartoons, right. and then at noon, wrestling would come wrestling like would come right on. Right. So it was like boom, it was just like part of right. If you're our talking like early before Monday Night Raw and before like pre yeah. that, predated that, yeah, one hundred percent. That was our yeah. Saturdays as well. Like 
Breakfast in the morning. Like pancakes, cartoons, and wrestling. Yeah. Yo, straight by to the time, it. By the time wrestling came on, it was lunchtime, though. So that was dad cooking up the fringe, uh, the uh, either it was the peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. or he was doing the uh, the uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with the fruit cup. Or we get the we get the fried bologna on our side. Pops was fried bologna was the fried bologna. I mean, the he fried loved bologna making was, that for it, us. It was happening every so often. Yeah, I like the fried bologna. One too much lunch meat. Gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta cut them edges. <laughs> cut them edges so they don't so they don't curl up, man. But yeah, that was it. That was I mean it was it was one of those things where that, I mean that not for nothing. That's what we had. It was it was. You also think it has to do with. It was so easily accessible because it was on like Fox basic cable or like if you had no cable at all, like you still got you can still 6. watch it. Like right. you still be able to watch it. You still got that. Like it was really like I think that's was, why I became so fond of like Kung Fu flicks too. Because those are always on like regular channels. Yeah, always. Like, oh always. my god, dude, fucking no, Kung Fu. No, that flicks. was that was what we had. I mean, we didn't have much, but we had the we had a color TV. Yeah. It's 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 weird thinking about like as an adult. That in a lot of moments in our lives we were poor, but we didn't fucking realize it because nope. we had so much had cool no shit idea. going on. That our was parents, like, our, you know what? Shout out, it well. Shout out to the parents, absolutely out there that huge round of struggle, to parents that struggle to go through the work, go through the dirt, and can't do it for themselves, but make sure they do it for their babies. Facts, like real talk. I, there was never a point in time in my life until I got older. Yeah, that I didn't. And when I when I hit them teenage years, I was like, oh, I was like, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> They got new shoes on, and I don't. Mm, mm, I knew. Mm. It started to sing. Shout out to my cousin, though, for always hooking me up with the hand-me-downs. Spider, you to go. So, like, yeah, it was like, I don't know, man. It's something about uh, the fondness of just getting up in the morning, eating them pancakes, watching my Saturday morning lineup with Ninja Turtles in it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then getting my goddamn slams watched. Bro, listen. And then when I got older as a teen, I started watching the Shotgun Saturday nights after mm-hmm. Mad TV and, you know. Nah, for me it Monday was, night it was a, I, you know what immersed me it was the live event when yeah. they used to come to the convention center and it was just so much going on. Our area gets a lot of love for live events. Honestly, we really do. We I really mean, get a lot. Not so much Niagara Falls anymore, but it used to be. Yeah, back, way back when Niagara Falls. I remember if it wasn't Niagara Falls, I remember my pops and mom. They drove us up to Cops Coliseum in mm-hmm. Hamilton one time, and I think nice. I forget what we. See, it was a like a pay per view event. Uh, nice. It was probably that's probably one of the dopest fondest memories of my. Old. I just remember being there. The seats were horrible. We were at the very top of the. It very don't even top. be mattering though. I didn't care. First off, there's not a bad seat in the cops coliseum. I say the seats were horrible because they were far away from the everything. But they had the jumbotron there at the time. Like they mm-hmm. were one of the only places that had one. Cops was huge at the time. So I tell people all the time, like if even if you're not a fan of wrestling, and you get. The opportunity to go to a, a wrestling show, a whether you them, get, like, free tickets or, you know, like, someone's like, hey, I got an extra ticket to a wrestling show. I don't know anyone else that's willing to go. Or even a discounted ticket. They're not that expensive. True facts. Like, you could really find some really, really good tickets for, like, $30 and under a lot Especially of times. Especially if they're not, like, a, a recorded live event. It's, if it's just Those like are my favorite tour, events. Those are the ones where you get more interaction. Like, it, it allows the the... The talent, I'll yep. say, the wrestlers themselves to actually act out of character, or do things they Try wouldn't normally things. do. It, it, it's really, for me personally, I'd rather go see a live event. And I say that not just in wrestling, but in any sport. I, I Realistically totally speaking, you. if you can go see a sport live, it's completely different than going and watching it on TV or just Agreed. even playing it. Like I would never watch a game of baseball on TV, horrible. but you bet your bottom dollar if someone was like, yo, we're going to a baseball game. I'm trying to go. Triggered. Triggered. Immediately Uh-oh. triggered. Uh-oh. I'm so mad. Uh-oh. I just got to get this off my chest. Go ahead. Tell them. So I was supposed to go to the 
Toronto Blue Jays Boston Red Sox game last week. Uh oh. We got on a bus. We went to the game. We got to the gate. We were getting ready to go in, and the game got rained out. No. The game got rescheduled for August 7th in Toronto. It was one of the last games that Toronto may ever play in Buffalo because during COVID, Toronto's been playing in Buffalo, and I finally got my hands on tickets. It was a Sox game, too. Damn. It was going to be dope. It's going to be a good game. Like I was so excited. And then I haven't been, truth moment, I haven't been to a professional baseball game since 93. Damn. No, that game was a pretty dope game. It was the uh, Toronto Blue Jays-Phillies uh, World Series game. Mm. But it's been that long. Dang. I was, I was. Man, I know you were, I know you were hyped. You know what, you know what made it even worse? I was so amped. Like we were on the bus. We were drinking on the bus. Mm-hmm. We got here. I was ready to rap. I was listening. You were, was, you were in, in, you were in was, the mode. Right. You were I was, there. I was super excited. Rained out. You know what made it even worse? The, the fact that it only rained in Buffalo for all of seven minutes, seven minutes of rain. Before the second inning would have even been over. Anyone that's never been to Buffalo, we joke about this all the time because uh, it's like one of the only places you can get all four seasons. In a day? Yeah, sometimes, you know, all week long. You Monday, you'll fucking get some snow. Tuesday, you, it'll be sunny and beautiful. Oh, it, one day, it'll rain. It hailed that day in Lockport. See? See? And it depends on what part of, of state you're in. Like It depends on what part of literally the county you're in true like you could literally be on you could be in downtown niagara falls and it's not raining and then you go uptown it's torrential pouring down it's like what insane who called lugia out here to pass whirlwind? <laughs> what i will say about our area as much as we do get crappy weather and all we got to deal with is snow yeah all we got to deal with is snow. i'll take that snow any day <laughs> in those four seasons any day over a hurricane earthquake any of those tsunamis Man, listen, any of that that is our only natural disaster is a is a whole there's some cold cold i'll take some cold yeah little, my body's little, conditioned little, to cold at this point little blizzard here and there we'll be all right we got right. thick thick blood i don't know how to act when i go somewhere where there's no cold i'm like what i don't gotta bring a coat i gotta bring a long sleeve that what was, do you mean that was me all Makes last no december and <laughs> me all last december in houston I'm walking around in shorts and, yeah, a, like, and, this a, makes no and sense. a hoodie, and these folks is walking around in bubble jackets. I'm like, first off, I'm trying to figure out where you bought that. We are in Texas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on now. How you get to Parker? Where the Parker store at in Texas? <laughs> Point me. Nah, that's that's funny. I remember I went back to, I went to the uh, NBA All-Star game when it was in Dallas. I went to see my boy Keeter. Mm, shout out Keith McSkeets. Shout out my guy. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to Dallas, Texas. I don't look at the weather report whatsoever. I'm packing my bags. I'm super excited. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm leaving all this nasty weather. It's a blizzard coming the next day here in Buffalo. So I'm like, let me Deuces hurry, blizzard. Get, I'm out. I'm going to get on this plane and I'm taking my butt to Texas. <laughs> I pack shorts. I pack t-shirts. I pack six pairs of sneakers. I was staying for like five days. Life was mad. Life was good. I remember we landed and I remember I was asleep when we landed and I felt a chill. I'm like, man, it's cold in this plane. <laughs> they were like, Okay, we're getting to the gate, blah, 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 whatever. So I open the window. I I lift that window up, and there is like eight inches of snow on the ground. <laughs> Immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, did I miss my stop? Oh, did, did I, I go not get off way? the plane? Or like, was there was there a layover in Dallas, and I forgot to get off? Now we in Colorado or something? Like, yeah. I was terrified at that point. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit. I'm young at the time, too. I was like 22, 23 years old. Dude. I don't remember how long. But long, long, lo and behold, no, nah, we are in Dallas, Texas. I brought snow to Dallas, y'all. It don't it don't snow in Dallas that often. And when it do, it shuts everything down. I feel like 
Have you y'all you've seen The Walking Dead before, right? Absolutely. When I got on that highway, it legit felt like I was in an episode of Walking Dead. I seen there was I've never seen so many car accidents <laughs> in my life. These niggas do not know how to drive in snow. <laughs> when I tell you the shitty the That's city how, shut down, yo, shut it's the down. same way in Georgia. My dad would tell me horror stories and they have those five lane highways that are just scary as hell because people drive down them like they're psychopaths. But it definitely if you get some snow in there. I know exactly what you're talking about, that parking moment where everybody got bubble hey, coats listen, on their first, first downs. Off, I had I ain't had no coat. I, like I said, I brought shorts and t-shirts. I yeah. think I had one pair of jeans that I it brought with me. still felt nice. I had on. Listen, it, it was a little chilly. It was, yeah. it was cold. Yeah. I ain't going to hold. I ain't going to He said, no, nah, it was cold, I, bro. I ain't going to cold. I ain't going to cap. I left cold to come to cold. My, my skin wasn't that <sighs> thick at the point of the time. I, I'm like, listen, this is crazy. Like, Mother it was bad to the you. point where, like, the folks that didn't get out that night didn't get out until, like, the day after. Damn. But long and short, I got to the, I got there. I'm like, I didn't have a coat. I had to go buy a coat. Trying to buy a coat, it literally was a coat for there. Because when I tried to wear that coat, when I came back home, it was a spring coat. Like, yeah. it was legit. Like, you can't find a winter coat in Texas. In Texas. Good luck. Not in the close proximity to, like, no. where you were at. I'm still trying to figure out where they got these bubble jackets. Like. <laughs> they must have knew. They must have uh, ordered them from Amazon. Had them in surplus or something on deck waiting. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, I'm a survivalist. You don't know. You never know when that when that uh, snow's gonna hit. Need <laughs> that big park on my back. Oh man, I don't know how we slid this way, but I love it. I remember my first trip. I was young as well. I went to Seattle. Oh, I don't know why I decided to go such a far distance on my first plane ride ever. That's, I mean, but I was like, I had no fear. I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. This. A long I was flight. twenty. I wasn't even twenty one yet. A long flight. Yes, very long flight. I was twenty. I remember, and I had a layover too because I remember. I had to go to North Carolina first, and then we went to Seattle. I was 20, and I distinctly remember because all the clubs and bars we went to with hands, because that's who I went out there to see. Right. Him, his wife at the time, and a bunch of his fr- their friends, military friends. Like, I was the only one that couldn't fucking drink. Like, I was the <laughs> only one that had, like, soda. At least they let you in. Soda. Yeah, like, they, they, they allow you to come in, and, like, they allow you to partake in, like, the food and everything, but... It was dead ass serious about like no drinking. Yeah, carding you for sure. I, I'm assuming because it's so close to a military base, they have to take it a measure higher because the danger shit can be in if something like that oh, goes down. Oh, for sure. And not for nothing, it's a lot of underage military men and women that are out there that are sure. probably coming off base looking to have a good time and exactly that getting in trouble. And then because like I knew it was facility. dead serious when we were like pre gaming at the house, and they were like, "No, no, like dead ass, bring your ID." And I was like. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, so they like, they're like on shit out here. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so let me make sure I get right. Let me make sure Have I'm my fun playing. before we leave the house. I was like, I work. And they were like, mm, you better drink, you better drink as much as you can while we're here. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, thank challenge you. accepted. Thank you, friends. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was over there, was 20, 20 years old as hell. <laughs> you could tell my 20 years old was like, and I was wide eyed. I was with, like, this is the first time I ever took a trip with no parents. And this is the first time I ever got on a plane. So I was like, right. I felt like I was dead as a grown. I was like, yeah, can't nobody tell me nothing. I'm out here on a plane by myself. I'm checking myself in. What y'all talking about? Like, you know, so I was living life out there. It was fun. But my fondest memory out there, it was two. We went skating. They had this crazy dope, like, skate area. It was, it just, it wasn't nothing different than any other skate place you go to. It was just, I felt like the floor was so big. Like ice skating? It was huge, bro. Like so many people were skating at one time. It was it was mad fun because it was people of all ages and colors and types there. That That's was dope. Dope. That's exactly how I felt when I went and seen an ice rink in Texas. 
it was confusing because first off, I was in Texas. It's freaking Texas, and, and it was a snowstorm. The reason why I mentioned is because that's when I had to go get the <laughs> I had to go get my uh, coat from the mall. Mm. And that was the only place I could find one. But they had the rink I, there. The the mall was gigantic. The the rink that you mentioned was it was indoors though. Oh, like it was inside of the mall. It was the craziest. That's shit I've clean. Ever seen in my entire life. It was dope. That's super dope. clean. So you don't got to worry about really having that brisk Mm-mm. chill. You getting your. It was all in there. Chilling. Shirts and t-shirts. That's and clean. And that's jeep. That's smart. I mean, that's smart as hell marketing. You can do it. But my second favorite thing about going there was they had this big ass plaza. Like now, I the plaza was so big that I can't even think of nothing in like our immediate area to compare it to. But like take. You know the plaza where Walmart and stuff is? Mm-hmm. Take two of those, maybe three. Put them side by side. Mm-hmm. It was like that size. And it had a bowling alley. It had an arcade. It had the skating ring. It had the movie theater. It had everything. And when I said arcade, it wasn't like, no, we got eight, you know, eight machines. And No. Not. Like it was a arcade. double layer. It had two floors, my man. Oh. And I was just like, whoa. And they had all the big huge consoles like the the dance dance revolution full joint with like four people can uh-huh. play at once shut i'm up, like shut up and take my money i'm like yo this thing is crazy like, i've never seen anything like that and then you turn the corner and you go up these steps and it take you to fucking bowling alley i'm like this place is incredible i'm not leaving I'll, yo, i'm not fucking leaving bro, i did <laughs> not care how long we were there like any anytime anybody mentioned was like yo y'all good i'm like i stay as long as y'all trying to stay like this is great Oh, this is I'm having I'm in my I'm in my zone right here. I'm in my glory. I'm watching these cool ass Korean kids play Dance Dance Revolution on the highest yeah. level and they were going so crazy with the legs. Like crazy. Shout out to Koreans playing Dance Dance Revolution. They're goaded. It's goaded. Like sure. I don't understand why it's something about their DNA that just makes them so good at that game. I'm fucking trash at that game. I'm horrible. Like I played one time. All bad. Like the dude was he paid, he was so nice, patiently waiting for me to finish my fucking sorry ass attempt. And then like, you know, I jumped down. Applauded you. Looked yeah. at you. He just, you know, hopped on all casual, you know, did his thing. Mm. Yeah, it what what got me was like he was so like lacking movement when he went to like put his coin and shit in. He was just like, mm, just like slouched over there and then just like bang, instant turned into like a fucking K pop star. Just like ah, Listen. Ah. I was like, nothing, Oh my god. They really be moving like yo, dancing, dancing when they be. Yo, they dance will be crazy. It'd be dope. It's almost the man, listen. Bro. Shout out. I was res- I, I was in awe. I wish I still had my old phone because I definitely recorded video of it because I was just like, I never seen nothing like this in my life. Like Dear Lord, don't let any of my old phones ever resurface. Me either. <laughs> On that note, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get up out of here, oh, man? Oh, man, I ain't got none. Oh, man. Hopefully, we get some uh, cool updates in Fortnite. I know they got some stuff coming for us this week. I've seen a couple videos on Twitch alluding, I mean, uh, t- uh, Twitter alluding to some things. So, I don't know exactly what it means. They're always mysterious with it. Hmm. But all I need to know is y'all when y'all bring that goddamn Travis Scott's getting back. <laughs> it's not coming back, bro. It's not coming back. Listen, it's not coming back, bro. We missed we missed the opportunity. I'm so mad because I watched the entire thing. And I just didn't buy the the fit. I was just like, oh, I'll get it. The concert was and dope. it didn't the never come back. I really didn't even realize that the skin was available to be oh. I didn't care. Not, I was just enjoying what listen, I was in there. That was probably my favorite those hands on the best one. Fortnite moment, period. Hands down. I it, mean, it for everything close. they've done, for everything they've implemented in that game, 
I mean, kudos to them. We give them props all the time, but hell yeah. I mean, not for nothing. That that was fucking great. Can we get like a reprise of all the concerts that they've done? Like, can we just do that? Honestly, like just be able to go and view those concerts. I know they have like it's. Just, it's you a can do it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, nah, I'm trying to go uh, and, and just access the game. Access I'm pretty that. sure. Ooh, I'm pretty sure they could do something like that. Make it like a setting in creative mode. No, we could really relive dope them if you could like watch that in like the PSVR joint. Can you? You need to hire us. Yeah. Somebody needs to hire us. Just you know, one eight hundred push start. You know, pushstartmedianetwork.com, pushstartmedianetwork.com, info at pushstartmedianetwork.com if you want to email us, because uh, we are for hire. This is this is literally two pies in a row with the, just, this idea I'm, just I'm dropping all the, ideas. Listen, if I see any of this stuff happen, beef on site. We got dates. Immediate. We Immediate. got dates. Like, this we is got, all recorded. All recorded. It's all time stamped <laughs> on two different databases. Exactly. Uh, but man, good times. Appreciate you coming through. Always a pleasure. You already know who it is. It's your boy C. Ham. I didn't tell you at the beginning, but you know you can't spell champion without it. We up out of here. We'll see you on Sunday for Push Start Podcast.